Welcome to the Best Kept Secret videocast and podcast from Centricity. If you're a B2B service professional, use our five-step process to go from the grind of chasing every sale to keeping your pipeline full with prospects knocking on your door to buy from you. We give you the freedom of time and a life outside of your business. Each episode features an executive from a B2B services company sharing their provocative perspective on an opportunity that many of their clients are missing out on. It's how we teach our clients to get executive decision makers to buy without being salesy or spammy. Here's our host, the co-founder and CEO of Centricity, Jay Kingley. I'm Jay Kingley, co-founder and CEO of Centricity. Welcome to our show where our guests share their provocative perspective on what their target market is missing out on. I'm happy to welcome to the show, David McClaskey of the McClaskey Excellence Institute. The McClaskey Excellence Institute teaches executives how to deliver products, services, and customer experience 100% to your brand specifications, 100% of the time, under 100% of conditions. David is based in Johnson City, Tennessee. Welcome to the show, David. Oh, thank you, Jay. David, one of the things that I have seen throughout my business career is when it comes to service delivery, when it comes to the expectations that we establish for our workforce, we use what I call the it's good enough metric. So we know that we're humans. We know humans make mistakes. We build that into our expectations. We define some threshold level of performance of customer experience that we are looking to deliver and we expect our people to meet or exceed, if we're fortunate, that level of threshold expectations. And in fact, oftentimes, great managers and leaders are evaluated on how far above that baseline that we expect them to be. Now, Early in my career, actually, my my first real job out of college was working for uh, DuPont, and I was an engineer. And in that engineering world, uh, DuPont had a slogan back in the day, and it was called Minimum Essential. And the idea was, what's the least you have to do to deliver? And that's what you should shoot for. So it's all consistent with this idea that you need to define what is good enough? And then you work really hard to get the entire organization to deliver on all relevant dimensions what is good enough, what will satisfy most of the people most of the time. Now, David, you've been working in the area of operations and process and excellence for a long, long time. Is there anything wrong with the picture that I have painted. Uh, Jay, uh, you've described the very typical organization and uh, a lot of the problems. I, I talk to leaders all over the world. Uh, what do they hear? You would hear them saying, my employees don't do the job right. They just don't consistently follow the processes that I have here. They, they, don't, they don't carry out the training. They don't seem to pay attention to what they're doing. In fact, they don't even always show up for work. And it seems like they come to work where they don't put their minds and in hearts into it. They just sort of do enough to keep their supervisor from correcting them. And, and so I'm getting this sort of minimal kind of stuff. And, and uh, when we see, I've heard this from just about every leader, and, and it is a direct result of what you had just said. And when you look at Gallup's survey, some of the best surveys in the world, 
They talk about that less than one-third of the employees worldwide are engaged in their job. Two-thirds are disengaged. Well, why is this? When you get to the customer's view, customers, you're a customer for lots of things, as we all are. We don't expect almost anything we go to, we don't expect it to be right. We expect it to be almost right, or at least not right enough for us not to be too aggravated. But we're not surprised when the meal isn't quite served right, the service isn't right, the restroom isn't clean. We have grown to just put up with all of this uh, mostly right mediocrity that we experience all over the place. And, and it causes a, a, a lot of stress among employees. It's one of the, the big causes of manager turnover. They, they, they keep trying to get it right, but it doesn't, doesn't work. David, one of the things that I hear a lot when you engage with employees in organizations is, to your point, they're not engaged, so many of them. And when they're not engaged, their mindset is very much a, what is the minimum I have to do to keep my job, right? They are not looking to get fired, but they are not looking to go above and beyond. And, you know, the other dynamic that you see in an organization is all the other people are looking around at their colleagues and the ceiling of performance is the lowest level of performance that the leadership is willing to demand. So you have what I call this always this race to the bottom, right? If Fred is getting away with it, uh, why shouldn't I? If Mary doesn't show up for work 20% of the time, then why should I? Because I don't see any consequences to that level of behavior. So David, here's my question to you. Why is this happening? What's the root cause that manifests itself in these types of issues that you're talking about? And, and just an excellent question. And let me tell you what the root cause isn't. It isn't the people that work for you. That, that's where most managers go to because they, they see it's the behavior of the people that work for them that they're, dis, that they're dissatisfied with. But that's not the problem. The problem is that the managers don't expect it to be right every time. They've already set a standard of most. So now it's just a negotiation of, of, as you said, a race to the bottom. Where is the most where uh, our management will tolerate? And, and we keep setting new and new levels, levels for lower. So what, what you find is the major cause has got nothing to do with the people that work for you. It's got everything to do with the standards that you set for your business. As you said in the premise, the international standard of ordinary is we're going to get it mostly right most of the time. This basically says that what's really the big cause is when you say that, what you really authorize for your company as your leadership and management standard is it's okay to get it wrong some of the time. That's actually our standard. We, we'd be absolutely shocked if you didn't. And, and we're doing nothing to cause that to happen other than get it wrong some of the time. And this is what extraordinary companies have found is, is the issue, is that they don't do that. They say the standards right every time. Like you, I have always heard fingers pointing out at people. But what you're saying, very insightful, is let's go back to the expectations. Let's go back to what you tell people is good performance. Let's go back to what you're telling people is the minimum performance, as opposed to what is the right level performance. So that obviously leads to, so what do you do about that? If, if I'm that leader and I'm going to wake up and say enough already with 90%, 80% of standard, what's stopping me from getting 100% of the way there, 100% time? 
How do you actually make that happen, David? And the best news is the managers are the cause. And, and the reason that's exceptionally good news is because the only thing anybody can correct are problems they actually caused. So the main cause is that you have to say my standard in, in my company as, as, as the manager and leader is that we are going to get 100% of our products right, 100% of our standards, 100% of the time. That's the, that's the standard. That's what we're going for. Now, we understand that even though this is our standard and we're going to do everything possible, sometimes that's not going to happen, but it's never going to not be our target. It's never going to be acceptable to get it wrong. And that is the number one thing that organizations should be doing to, to make that happen. How do you make that happen? The first thing is you, you've got to change your own standard. The second thing is you have to get everybody lined up with the mission. You can't get people to work together unless they work towards a common mission. And you've got to get everybody aligned to it. And then you have to have processes. It is not up to your employees to figure out how to do the job to produce 100% of your brand specifications. The company's the experts in that. You actually have to have it written down, steps that if you actually follow them, they actually produce the product services and um, customer experience 100% to the brand specifications. And then you have to create an environment where employees actually choose to want to follow the approved processes. One of the things that uh, you alluded to that uh, I want to mention and sort of transition into the benefits of getting this right. So it, it, you acknowledged that humans themselves aren't perfect, but if you don't shoot for perfection, you're going to fall massively short. So in your experience, when a company embraces sort of the methodology and mindset that you're talking about, does the things that need to be done to make it happen. How close do you get to that 100% level? You get extremely close. You start getting like 99 and 98% where most everybody else is getting like 80 to 85% or less. It's a huge differences that customers notice. And what you find is that instead of going into this business and expect it to be wrong, you go into the business and expect it to be right every time, not just not just some of the time, but every time. Now, every once in a long while, you'll find, okay, that didn't quite happen, but mostly it does happen and the customers can count on it. The, what you find is that the employees are set up to do their job 100% right. This gets them engaged in their work. This gets them actually wanting to come to work because they're set up to win. They're going to be the masters of their universe. They get it right every time. They don't have to wonder if their work's right. They absolutely are set up so their work is 100% right. Big payoff is also for the businesses. Businesses that, that are known for extraordinary operations can have four times, I just said 400% more repeat business than some of their best competitors in the industry. And, and that can result in three times the revenue per unit. Uh, that others are getting. And I would also imagine that that's going to flow to the bottom line because someone who can really deliver is not only going to be the market leader in terms of share, they're also going to get great prices because I, in my experience, people pay for value. It's how people show you their appreciation for what you've done for them. And when you can go from saying 80% of the time, 80% uh, of what you do for me works and you get that to 98 even 99%, that is a qualitative difference that is going to totally change perceptions about you vis-a-vis -vis your uh, competitors. David, let's talk about implementation. You've really opened my eyes. This is something that I understand I've got to change my expectations. I've got to ask different questions. 
I've got to communicate different standards. I, I loved your point earlier that if you're not going to write it down, if you're not going to lay it out from people, uh, that's on you. That's not on your workforce. But take us through what are the tangible things that a company would need to do to make this happen? Let me name some of the key things that companies that are extraordinary operations do every time. First of all, their standard is 100%. This is basically every customer's key requirements need to be met with every transaction with the company. That's the requirement. That is that minimum that you mentioned that DuPont mentioned. That's why we're going to do this every customer every time. And, and that's our standard. We understand that that's not going to happen, but let's see how close we can get to it. Uh, Vince Lombardi once said, a perfection's unobtainable, but if you shoot for perfection, you achieve excellence. That's the real key to it. Uh, and we're going to help everybody know how they add value by understanding how what everybody does, any activity they do, links to serving the mission. We're going to put the why back in the business. That's that's why people come to work. They can understand, I'm not doing this just to be doing it. I'm doing this because it helps us achieve our worthy purpose. We're going to create processes, written processes that when precisely followed, they deliver the product 100% of the brand specifications every time. Most processes are designed around most because that's all anybody intended for them to happen. Uh, we're going to train people to 100%. I've done this survey all over the world. Most people, most leaders and companies are only training to like 80, 85%. Companies that are extraordinary trained to 100%. They set people up for 100%. And then we're going to define the expectations in black and white, precise terms. And we're going to gain commitment to meeting those expectations 100% of the time. Those are some of the key things that people implement. I think really brilliant about what you're saying goes back to how you frame the conversation. And when you're leading an organization and you put out the questions you want people to think about, put out your standards, that's how you're going to shape the conversation. That's how you're going to shape shape behavior. And there's a, a qualitative, not, not to mention quantitative difference between saying 80%, 80% of the time for 80% of our customers is what we need versus we need to be 100% of what it is that we offer hundred to 100% of the customers 100% of the time. And while that's perfection, we know we're going to land in the 98, 99%, which is just outstanding levels of excellence. And that happens from what you're saying, because you're changing the conversation, you are changing the focus. This is brilliant stuff. We're going to take a quick break and when we come back, we're going to learn a bit more about David. Are you wondering how much longer you have to grind and chase for every lead conversation and client? Would you like clients to knock on your door so you no longer have to pitch, follow up, and spam decision makers? Well, Centricity's Category 01 program uses a proven five-step process that will help you get in front of the decision makers you need by spending less time doing all the things you hate. It's not cold calling, cold email, cold outreach on LinkedIn or any other social media, or even spending money on ads, but it does have a 35 times higher ROI than any of those things leveraging your expertise and insights at your prospects and network value. The best part, even though you'll see results in 90 days, you get to work with the Centricity team for an entire year to make sure you have all the pieces in place and working so you can start having freedom of time and a life outside of your business. So email time at centricityb2b.com to schedule an 18-minute call to learn more. 
Welcome back. We're talking to David McClaskey of the McClaskey Excellence Institute. Let's find out a bit more about David. Let's start with the pain points that you resolve for your clients and why do your clients need you to get rid of that pain? Basically, the clients I have are anybody that produces a repetitive product. Um, you talk about restaurants, you can talk about hotels, you can talk about convenience stores. You talk about most of the businesses in the world. They produce products and services and, and, and they want them produced, uh, produced repetitively. Now, now the question is, how do you get those produced 100% of your brand specifications? Well, instead of this hit and miss process of, uh, there's just so much advice, most of it actually doesn't work. How about going, went to companies who are, that are just routinely doing this and, and said, so how do they really do it? And, and I've learned that process, and this is what I get to teach. So I get to teach a proven path, which basically helps people running down trails that are known not to work. And so we give a proven path that, that actually works, and that 100% of the people that actually take our classes actually go back and implement it. And, and that's the real proof in the pudding, because if people said, look, this isn't right for us, they, they wouldn't do anything with it. And uh, the implementation actually starts during the class. So we actually help guide during the implementation because we have class and then we have some gaps so you can implement and then we come have more classes. And, and uh, so it, it, it's, it's divided up. It's all designed for implementation. And, and, and 100% of our, our, our leaders actually go back and apply it to their business. David, this next question is going to be an absolute layup for you. And it stems from the fact that I don't know many leaders in business that want to work with people that are average or mediocre. You know, under that old guise, you are the company you keep. You want to work with the very best, which is the, the whole gist of what you've been talking about uh, during the show today. So uh, the layup question for you is, so what is it that makes you great at what you do? And I think there's two things. One is a proven path. A lot of people have theories, but they don't work in real practice. Instead, I didn't develop this. I went back and studied companies that have proven to be extraordinary in their operations year after year after year and say, how do they do it? And studying a number of these companies, you see the pattern. So one of them is a proven path rather than a, there is no theory in our class. The second is 100% implementation. Most training that they convey skills and knowledges and then say, it's, it's on you. You figure out whether to use it. But the very time you need the help the most is when your trainer abandons you and, and say, no, our goal is actually on the job implementation. So everything is let's provide information. Then let's give you an, a guided way to use it. Then let's come back and see how it went. See what questions you have. Give you some more information. Give you a guided chance to use it. So we can do it in small chunks and we can do it under a guided uh, path. So this 100% implementation, those are the two things that differentiate McClaskey Excellence Institute from most other people that train on operations excellence. I encourage everyone to go to David's LinkedIn profile, take a look at his experience, which is extensive, his education, his training. And I think that will augment what it is that David said about why he is so good at what he does. But David, I have a slightly different question for you. Uh, share with us what has happened in your life that would most explain why you do what you do today? Well, Jay, I think many times in my life, I've tried to do things and failed and then tried it again and failed and tried again and failed. And three outcomes seem to occur from that. One of them is you just quit. Yeah, okay, I'm just not going to do it. 
Second is you, you you wind up failing enough that you figured out how to do it. And, and so that's a pretty painful type of journey. The third route is somebody who actually knew how to do it told you how. And, and so you find, wow, I wish I'd have known that in the first place. Uh, and, and it would have gotten me down a path I should have done and got me there more efficiently. Now, what I found in my, my chosen profession, which is helping any kind of business be extraordinary, what I found was that that's what was happening out there. Basically, people were trying to do things and failing. And, and, uh, and, and, and those, those three things would happen. A lot of them would just quit trying. That's why so many organizations are just ordinary. It's not that leaders haven't tried to be extraordinary. They've tried and failed and finally given up and said, well, the reason everybody else is here is because that's the best we can do. I've kind of said, what can we do to give proven paths? And so instead of just giving theories that, well, look, it's on you to figure it out, uh, went back and said, what can we really do to remove that pain point? And say, here's a proven path that's actually proven to work. Now, you have to decide how you're going to implement it in your business. But, but the path is proven so that we can avoid these, this either repetition and all this pain that causes or, or most people just quitting being excellent. And it is such a joy. I can tell you to have so many leaders that have said, you know, I, I had about given up doing this. It is such a pleasure to actually succeed. And one person said, you know, people all around have can, I had this high standard. They've told me it's no good. You can't do that in the real world. You never can accomplish it. It's so nice to find out not only can you accomplishment, accomplish it, but there's a proven path to get there. And that's what really motivates me, keeps me going. David, you, you have challenged us to go from ordinary to extraordinary. And as you said, there is a proven pathway that will get you on that journey. I am sure we have many people in our audience, our listeners, who would like to explore that with you in more detail. What is the best way for people to reach out to you? Uh, the best way for people to reach out for me is, is either on my website, which is mccleskyexcellence.com, or to email me directly, which is davidmccleskey at mccleskyexcellence.com. And those, those are the two best ways to get a hold of me. Now, I will put that into the show notes and as an insert into the video to make it easy for everyone to reach out. You know, David, as I said, uh, just really challenging the status quo, really challenging, I think, this idea that we should be satisfied with something that's less than the best. And I, and I think for a lot of leaders, it's a trade-off that they feel that they've had to make because they didn't know how else to do it, but it's not one that they really want to make. And you have really, I think, opened up a lot of people's thinking that there is a better way, that you don't have to sacrifice, you don't have to settle mediocrity. And speaking of which, you have been anything but a mediocre guest. You've been fabulous. Uh, you bring a wealth of insight uh, really challenging how we look at this very important issue. I know that, uh, you know, look, the, the world of shows, of podcasts, videocasts, it's very competitive. And it's all about the quality of the guests that you get. You're extraordinary yourself. I know that uh, many of my colleagues that have their own shows, they would die to have you as a guest. And this is when they would be doing their celebration dance. They'd be saying, Got this interview done. It's in the books. Yay me, 
right? What a coup. And while everyone else would play that game, David, I am inspired by your call to excellence. And I'm now going to hold you to that standard because I'm saying as great as you were, I think we can get just a little more from you to benefit my customers who are the audience who listens to this great show. So David, I'm going to put you on the spot here and I'm going to say, I'd like you to offer a little sweetener, a little inducement. Let's call it a gift to our audience in return for their time and attention today. What can you do for them? Uh, okay, Jay, since you've challenged me, let, let me do something here. For people that, that tell me that they, they've heard this Best Kept Secrets podcast, I, I will give them 15 minutes of free consulting that we can talk about uh, operations excellence related to their business. And I will do that uh, to try to up the game. Now, has that met the challenge, Jay? David, I thank you. That's the type of thing that I'm looking for. And I'm going to tell you, and I expected it because you have challenged me to raise my expectations. So reach out to David at his email address. Tell him you heard him on the Best Kept Secret Show and ask him to uh, that you would like to redeem gift. David, I want to thank you for being such an amazing uh, guest and being very generous uh, to my audience. Let's continue to crush it out there until next time. <laughs>